Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Second Opinion with me, Dr. Christian, your weekly podcast appointment that I'm pleased to say is currently not under any threat of being sold to the Americans. Well, not yet anyway. However, this could change at any point to watch this space. I'm also duty-bound to point out for reasons that baffle me that if you are suddenly taken ill during the course of this podcast, you ought to seek medical assistance rather than carrying on listening to my wise, fully trained doctor's medical words. And you can do that by calling NHS 111 by consulting your GP or visiting your nearest hospital. The opinions expressed in this podcast are purely my own and to a quite a lesser extent Alex's given that she's not trained in any way in healthcare or medicine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really not. Right, that's about it. Now let's get on with the show. I'm joined, as always, by the totally unprofessional, untrained Alex Stanger. Thank you, yes. You've been massively demoted now, haven't you? I'm really demoted. Last week I was chief medical officer. This week I'm just a nothing. (laughs) You're just (laughs) untrained and unprofessional. Um... This is going to be a good one this week because it's one of my favourite subjects. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a, in a silly way, but it genuinely is. We're talking porn. Right. This is going to make you blush, I suspect. More than likely because you normally try and put me on the spot and I, I guarantee do. you will be doing that I in do. the next half hour. But yeah. So, um, you know, no holes barred today. See what I did there? For now. Because it is. Yeah. It's not holes, is it? It's holds. I've never understood. Is it holes or holes? <laughs> just, just crap. I've on never understood. But no holes barred today. Okay, this is unashamedly unadulterated porn talk, and I have two very special guests joining us in the form of Florence Barkway and Reed Amber. Hello, Woo, hi, uh, welcome. Um, first thing I think we ought to know is what on earth you two do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do a lot of things, don't we, Reed? Yeah, like we get around. Yeah, <laughs> primarily everything to do with sex, sex education, porn. And we also have a podcast as well where we talk about sex and we I have a lot of interesting guests. Mm. Mm. Well, we started as a, like, a little YouTube channel and we met yeah. actually on a porn set. So it's, literally, it's quite apt. We were both like obsessed with the idea of making beautiful erotic art uh, yeah. in the form of naked people. <laughs> is it and, doable? Yeah. It yeah. is definitely doable. Um, yeah. It's 
I mean, it's it's very saturated at the moment, the porn industry, with how much there is out there. And now anybody with a phone can be a porn director and a performer. That is so true. Amateur porn has really gone up as well. Like, I feel like that's one of the most popular genres at the moment as well. Yes. Yeah, so, which is kind of not what I'm into. I love, no. I love making, like, cinematic, really beautiful, erotic art. Yeah, good so, production So values. let me get this right. Florence, you're the director as such. Is that correct? Yeah, we're, bo- we're, we're both, both directors. actually directors. Co-directors. Yeah, it's actually a little bit tricky sometimes (laughs) because two directors on set, but we work really well. Yeah, we we are a good team. And you direct porn films, as I would call them. Yeah, baby. We we call it ethical porn films. And ethical is kind of like a weird term anyway, because what does ethical mean? Does that Mm. mean like people are wearing ethical clothes? I was going to say, is there some knit knitwear involved? (laughs) (laughs) Some knitwear for me. (laughs) No air miles, no condoms because of the plastic, you know? (laughs) Um, No, ethical in in our eyes is uh, well-paid, um, shows a range of different people from different backgrounds, sexualities, genders. It's it's the whole shebang. It's not just the stereotypical uh, guy fucks girl in commercial porn sets that that we tend to see when we type into good old Google. Like yeah, watching it's porn. real sex. So, so so with female led porn, does that mean that there's more of a story behind it? Um, because that's what I suppose led to believe a bit I ago that there's more. Those. <laughs> you might, I but there's enough. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I, I thought that you were going to always fast forward it, but, but women would like to see that. Is that, is that true? Is that true? Or Men is that... and women would like to see it, but it, it depends yeah. on the person. It depends on whether the, whether they get off on the the intentions of the characters and the storyline behind it, rather than just the cum shot. Yeah. Which a lot of people do, you know, often or not, I will just skip forward to the orgasm because that's what I want to see. Yeah. Um. I mean, a lot of you've got specific people that enjoy watching sex scenes in movies because they've got you know even though you're not necessarily seeing anything you've got more of a build-up and more of a story i love sex scenes in movies that's what actually inspired me to want to direct porn because i just thought they were so beautiful but then they also just end exactly when you see one but is that the more arty sort of thing you're talking but they're also not that realistic are they no they're really not that realistic at all um so is your porn realistic as such or is realistic sex actually not that exciting is it a little I, bit like Ugh. i would say that what we do is pretty realistic what is yeah realistic but yeah, in, in terms of performers it's realistic like we the our storyline and our scripts are quite almost fantasy a little bit abstract but when we're talking about the realism of the performers we're not exactly, directing yeah. them doing like crazy positions we're very much like you do you and that's how we want to see it we want the realism in in giggling and yeah. you know going and getting a glass of water and making mistakes and also saying things like oh no I don't like that can you try it a different way which we don't see in porn yeah in commercial porn they usually have a director that's telling them to switch positions every yeah. so often positions that don't necessarily actually feel pleasurable in yeah. real life now here's a question do you ask people to stop the whole great big climax point or do you do you try and put the brakes on it because you want it all climax point? <laughs> climax do you stop? Points. Do you ask people not to come basically, and then it comes a little bit later on? Is that that? Sorry, I made me sound climax like we're such point. a prude. Never don't that say that, Christian. Shut up! You're going to take that. that that's a, that's a good question because yeah. I mean. 
for for the majority of films, the pop shot is the pop shot is everything. You know, we're we're wanting to see the male ejaculate, and that's the finale of the film. Mm. We had a little bit of uh, difficulty with the last film we shot, which was Tips and Tricks for Licking Clits, where in this film we're both giving advice to the performer yeah. um, to actually you know perform the well the the advice that we're giving them, and <laughs> we we're trying obviously to say to the girl not to forcibly come like we don't want you to come if you don't feel it but again that's part of the film is well, having this amazing not to fake it yeah I see. that was so it, was it, it was like, a, were you instructing it, a man you? or a woman to do this to a woman uh, this was this was a man doing this to, this was kenneth doing this to blake so if he were if he wasn't good enough she wouldn't come well, <laughs> Which uh, I quite like. Well, That's I, I guess, yeah, 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 I, mean, I, I like so. We did specifically pick him because he is an good. Expert. Yeah, he's an expert. Oh, he does have yeah. his own sex educational porn channel. That might have been a very quick movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sorry, if you've got an expert. Yeah, we did We were like, if you have to come early, like go for it. You like, know what? That's great. I think we were actually recording for 45 minutes though. Yeah. Oh, God. That is that a long time or not a long time? That's, I guess that's a long time for someone to eat you out, isn't it? it I mean, that's I, great, I really. That's yeah, a very long time. I wouldn't so complain. I, <laughs> I would not complain. <laughs> I mean, when I used I was to just film... just thinking chaffing. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I've been in commercial porn and, and filmed on a porn set, it's normally two hours was like the standard time for the, you know, the couple to be shagging. Two hours? Two, two hours. hours. Yeah. But in normal life, surely people don't go at it for two hours. No, they no. don't. And it, and it's really like misconstrued because you've got... But it doesn't mean the, the film ends up being two hours. No, no I no, know. No, no. It's, it's a lot of work, Christian. In. However... There's an editing process, you know that. I mean, that um, was the general time, uh, especially as with, with these porn films that I was filming, that the first penetration wasn't the real first penetration because they do all the sets of porn photos first. And this is when we're working with huge, you know, monopoly companies like MindGeek who do Brazzers and Mofo and Fake Taxi. And that's like the two hours were, were a long time. That's a long time for somebody to get sore, not just the female, but the male too. Mm. Yeah, that is sore. Yeah. That sounds sore. But there's it's, one it's the important thing I really want to talk about, I suppose, is, is, and you've sort of hinted at it in what you're doing, and that is... For me, as a, as as a as a medic, and I work a lot in psychosexual medicine, I am seeing some really horrendous fallout from the sort of porn that's so widely available now. Yeah. And really, quite young people are, are, are coming to me, either who've experienced sexual trauma, and it's not really sort of intentional abusive trauma. It was the first sexual experience. The poor boy is me taking the boy's side. I have to be careful, mm-hmm. but he'd only seen porn. And everything he'd learnt, because he's had no sex education at all, you know, and he did it, yeah. and actually it was quite traumatising for the girl. Yeah. And actually quite traumatising for, for the guy, because he thought this was the right thing to do. So yeah. he was utterly humiliated. She was, th- And the whole thing is a mess, and oh it's God. happening more and more and more. Definitely. If, if your school, if your parents, if your friends aren't telling you the, the right way to have sex, the best way to have sex, the only way you can learn is through looking online and looking at porn. And this is not something we should be learning from. These are people that do this for a career, often or not have 
you know, they've explained everything. We, we forget that, you know, we're going to the cinema, we're looking at a movie, it's all fake and we're we're trapped in the, or we're putting ourselves in the suspense and the fantasy of it, but we don't think about that with porn. Yeah. How, how do they know? Real, but I don't, but I don't know why. But mm. it seems to be particularly violent towards women usually. There's a yeah. lot of hair pulling and slapping and very little consent seems to go on. Yeah. Is that... I mean... Do you, do you, do you find that? Do you think that that, that is... Is that I, what you're trying to change? Exactly. Like, I, I've never really gone with porn that's like that. I, it's never been my cup of tea. I would always watch it and feel really sort of like guilty afterwards and a bit ashamed. I was just like, felt a bit dirty. And I was like, this isn't what I want to be watching. Why why can't we create something that's different that I would actually enjoy and people in on the set will enjoy it? That's mm. something that's more real. And there's, there is nothing wrong with, you know, violence in porn when it is clearly consensual because mm. I myself enjoy it when it is a little bit when it's you know I, I would say even more extreme we're talking fetishes we're talking messing around with bondage and um, quite extreme situations but I that should only be allowed when there is clear consent and so that you know if, if there are young adults watching this or even young kids watching this they know to ask and they understand that this is you know it's not a real situation there's a set there are uh, rules and safe words and things that you don't actually see in the porn no. film. That but that's is the necessary. thing, you never see that, do the, you? Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that no one talks about it before like at school no one's no one tells us in sex education that this isn't real sex yeah so people like just type onto into google porn because they want to see sex well, when i i did it i don't even do. in the show i did it you know one of these morning fairly intelligent chat shows where i dared to suggest that kids need to be shown porn in schools you know edited and age appropriate yeah. and taught what is not right about it and what is not normal yeah, and why perhaps women don't like We completely it, agree it with that. It caused an outcry. I mean, it mm. was an absolute sort of, you know, I almost had people camping out my yeah, side of my with house. People, uh, I mean, people get it's scared. They think as soon as you talk about actually. sex education, teaching sex education for toddlers, yeah. they're thinking, oh my God, you're going to be tell- teaching these toddlers how to have anal. And it's like, no, it's age appropriate. I think mm. it says more about them actually than it does about... Yeah, also, not talking about it keeps it taboo and ke- will keep people behind closed doors finding all these things on the dark web and, they and will seeing find them. worse they will. things than, than, than they should at that age mm. and it's no different to doing film studies and being like this is a movie there are budgets and actors and people are playing a part how um, why can't we teach porn in that way and say that this is just a fantasy and this is for entertainment it's yeah. like any other show you watch for on safety TV safety reasons yeah. do you worry about porn being a problem for a lot of people. People get very addicted to porn. It can really damage relationships. De- um, definitely. How do you sort of reconcile that with, with what you do? I mean, I wouldn't say that porn is the issue. It's definitely no. people that's dealing with addiction issues and maybe there's something else going on there. But there are there aren't enough resources to help people because it's still so shameful to talk about porn and sex especially if you do have an addiction you still don't really understand why I mean there's a there's I'm sure there are a lot of people that can't enjoy actual penetrative sex with the person that they love because they're expecting what they get from porn absolutely Mm. right there are yeah Yeah. I, I think I saw something on tv about that with a young boy who had been watching stuff that was stuff that you wouldn't expect to be doing for your first time Mm -hmm. and then when he eventually had an experience with a girl obviously she wasn't up for doing what he wanted to do and he couldn't get turned on because 
this situation wasn't like all the fantasies that he'd been seeing online and he wasn't able to have sex and have pleasure because of this. I see that in clinic many times Mm. and that hang up then lasts yeah it can be lifelong you know you can treat it but but what do we do about it because as we say there is more and more porn out there what do we uh, how do we not so much stop it because we're looking at porn and ashamed we're not being ashamed i suppose that would be lovely (laughs) and kids are going to see it so Mm -hmm. what so then how do we talk to kids about what's my favorite line oh yes an uninformed child is a vulnerable child. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. You know, and and I always, analogy I've told a million times, but, you know, as a fairly young boy at school, finding a poor mag in a bush and just going, absolutely horrified that this happened and horrified because i i didn't know anything about this Mm. or that women would appear this way and you know i just thought of my mum and it was all really distressing (laughs) i mean i wasn't 17 i was quite young but it was really really distressing Mm, and i can still recall that distress it it is actually really distressing seeing those images when you're not prepared to see them at that age when you don't understand i um when i was younger i had an email address that had xxx in it just because i thought they were kisses and i thought it was cute um, but some person had got hold of my email and started um, e- emailing me erotic cartoon images. And I've, I never told anyone that I received. I think I was 13. I was just like, there was just like a bunny with like cum all over it. And I was just like, I don't know what oh this is. God, and I was so, so ashamed random. that I'd seen these images. I didn't know what to do. But I didn't tell anyone. You never would though, would you? No, how, but that, how do you even explain it? It's a key word, isn't it? Shame. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's a key thing that you often oh, my favorite talk about. Words. It, it, well, yeah. it's not one of your favorite words, no, is it? Not, it's sort of like the yeah. evil word. I think yeah. it belies pretty much most of the societal problems we see these days. You know, to do with these sorts of issues and hang-ups and anxieties and yeah. things behind so many things is shame. You know, sex. Sex is. You look at whenever sex is reported in the press, it's only in a shameful way. Mm. It's a sex scandal. It's someone's True. a pervert. Someone's done this. Sex someone's tapes. done that. There's never anything good about sex, is there? No. Unless it was. Oh, there's a new sex pill. That's about <laughs> it. But even that's sort of a bit. Oh, it's the a new sex Viagra, pill. Yeah. It's kind of like a bit tittery. It's yeah. It's so frustrating. That. We just all need to be talking about it. That's what it comes or down to. Or move to Denmark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah move to Denmark right for, the, for the good sex yeah. education. Or Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. What would they you like to see teach. happen? I mean, do you start directing and did you start talking about this and trying to be very open about it because you wanted to change the industry or is this just that you just want to have your vision out there? I mean, yeah. what would you like to see happen with the porn industry? I, I guess I did start because I wanted to see something different i wanted to see something mm-hmm. that represented what i wanted on screen and also that re- represented real sex and something that people could actually learn from like if you search porn on the internet looking for sex education then maybe you can actually learn from porn that you see on the internet which is kind of like the stuff that we direct because we come from a sort of sex education background with our youtube channel mm-hmm. so we decide to sort of combine the forces and make these educational tip videos so there is porn now online that you can educate yourself with. But do people watch it? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they, they do. really do. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great um, I mean, it, we've had great success from our films um, because yeah. it's 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 sexy, it's erotic, and people are learning at the same yeah. time. I mean, we were, were told it was one of the most watched films on, on their the website. Site, yeah. I mean, we were told that. 
We were told Who that. Knows? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we could just be sweetening us up. Yeah, it must one. be true. I would say that. Um, but that, that's the way concern, isn't it? As soon as you yeah. not sanitize porn, but sort of perhaps take out the things that people clearly seem to want to watch because it's all there is. Yeah. Are they going to but come to yours? Do but people actually want to watch that no, stuff or are they only choice. watching it because that's the first thing that they find online? Oh, right. It depends. I mean, I I feel like I've always had a great relationship with porn and there have been elements of shame because what I enjoy watching could be considered and could offend a lot of people. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm... At the beginning, I didn't really want to change the porn industry because that's what turned me on. That's what I enjoyed seeing. But seeing the reaction that kids are having, that people are having to porn and what's out there, especially with phones and things being more accessible. Mm. Back in the day, it was you'd all gather around a little porn mag, which is a little (laughs) more (laughs) than being on your own late at night on your phone and just getting into a a porn black hole where you're just scrolling and scrolling. Before you know it, you don't even know what you've landed on. You're like, what even is this? And it's Mm. you, you can't explain it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So what, how do you how do you stop that? Because do you need to stop the porn that? Cycle. I would I just suppose, turn your phone off. Alex, but, <laughs> no, because that's sort they? of like the 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 black hole of going down, yeah. and then and then the next one, the next one, the next one. I mean, like it, it, that you could end up being there, there till about four or five in the morning. That's me still trying to <laughs> to get your rocks off. I mean, like <laughs> so, what? what uh, do you just have to turn the phone off? Or because that, that I think, is not great. You're no, not getting enough sleep. It's not great. This is such a mum point of view. You're rubbed you're red not raw. Getting, you're exhausted. You're exhausted. <laughs> you haven't had a good night's sleep. Your phone bill's gone through the roof. It's, 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 Your data's gone. Yeah. yeah, and you have a twisted idea of what sex is supposed to be. It's like if uh, I used to believe that I never wanted to make love because I wanted that the rough kind of sex that I enjoyed in porn. And, of course, we, we can all be addicted to our phones. On top of that, it's another level of being addicted to the visuals and the pleasure 
and you've got masturbation addiction as well when that's coupled with porn addiction it, it it's almost like you have to drag yourself out of it but the only way you can is if someone talks about it and someone explains that is it's an issue because i didn't yeah. even realize it might have been an issue or could have affected the sex that i had with my partners also if if teachers were talking to us about porn in school would we all really run to our computers and go watch porn yeah because suddenly it's not cool anymore no. <laughs> what the acknowledgements yeah, literally <laughs> oh my teacher told me about this stuff that's online exactly clinical no i mean kids are going to run anyway but it's, it, yeah. it's okay i think as long as they now know what it's about yeah, yeah. You know, i'd rather i mean like i i yeah, I think I would like to be open with my boys and talk to them about it. Yeah. But I don't know how horrific that might be for them. Yeah. So it might be better if it was Mrs. Johnson in uh, yeah. year three explaining that there is this well, porn yeah. and it may be doing it clinically. Well, and, you do know I've yeah. written some very good growing up guides for, for Well, young I need you people. to come around for dinner <laughs> and just sit the boys down. I'll bring you some. No, I'll bring you some. <laughs> what they do, chuck the book in the bedroom, slam the door and run. <laughs> and just run yeah. Uh, (laughs) but even then that's I feel like even your teacher talking about it that's hard I remember when our teachers did talk about sex education we would sit there cringing and Mm. half the time not listening because it's a really hard thing for your teacher that you've known for however long to tell you and talk to you and and it's hard for the teachers to do that I think it's wrong to put them in the position to be like yeah you need to teach your kids how to put a condom on which is great but like that's hard. There's teasing. There's bullying. I'm a big fan of peer-led. Well, I yes. was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. All you two yeah. going into my kids' it's, school, I'd really like that because exactly. they'd listen to you and they go, "They're cool." We'd love to start doing and, things mm. like that. And I think that would be brilliant because then yeah. it's sort of like someone who's not you're not that old, you know, and going in, you're much more yeah. relatable. Um, and I think that would be a much better idea. So you yeah. There you go. I've got you a new job. Then <laughs> carry that on. You could you have know, a lesson where you bring in a porn star. And they can tell you the reality of what that. happens. Yeah. They, would, they, would they would listen. Yeah. They would listen. And they'd be like, oh my God, that's really cool. I saw it on the internet. Mm. I mean, <laughs> that, that would be the dream is having a separate separate body that went round two schools where that you know you didn't have the embarrassingness of like oh you know miss I saw you touching a dick the other day oh yeah um, can and you imagine the outcry for Middle England though that's the problem <laughs> yeah they were but, yes, but, but, but the problem is is that our kids are what I mean we're talking yeah. about mobiles we're talking about tablets kids are watching porn they kids are aren't, then you're and, deluded and they are. the government's ideas of uh, this possible porn law which still hasn't it was meant to come mm-hmm. in last year and it's still yeah. uh, trundling on and they haven't managed to get it through and yada yada but it's one of those where you think well this is not going to stop you know, kids from watching porn this is crazy why would not. you think that just because you say oh I'm 18 and go to your local news agency yeah. and they say yeah well, they gave me a stamp from 18 yeah. that, 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 that somehow how can, how can they police it you can't police it no. the, the problem with that law is that it's going to put porn even further onto the dark web well that's and, what I was and thinking then, yeah kids are still going to find it. Banning yeah. stuff, which is essentially what it is, mm. never yeah. works and it never makes it safe. Exactly. And it makes it more never. shameful when people are going to talk about it less and, and feel bad for yeah. only something that's natural. It's and, a disaster. You know, it's ev- yeah. something that everyone wants to look into and enjoy and appreciate because mm. porn can be great. Yeah. And it, it can be amazing and, and enjoyable and, well, yeah, and, and can teach you things, yeah. but it's just in the right environment. It, it makes sex seem like more of a taboo thing mm-hmm. if we're banning something totally. about totally. it. Yeah. And more shame. Yeah. I mean, one thing I, I also want to talk to you, to you about is 
I think there's a mis- misconception that the porn industry is run by men because you see all these poor abused women having their hair pulled. And, mm-hmm. and I think and, it was though, wasn't but it? But it's not actually the case. There's, is a, it? there's a huge amount of the porn industry that still is run by men. Yeah, um, is I that mean, sort like, of like the stuff that you would get from the San Fernando Valley? Literally. And like, yeah, so, exactly. so that's kind of yeah. That, but like, like, there with, are other... like with any industry, unfortunately, like it has most industries have been quite male dominated, and especially in porn, we do have this stereotype of what a porn director looks like and they are yeah. sort of the the womanizing bloke that's you know just like got playboy bunnies all around him and um <laughs> just directing these people doing you know they don't even want to do it yeah. and a lot of it's for money but that's not true things are changing and there's a new wave yeah, that is directed wave. by women basically yeah i think it's, it's I think great we've, we've started standing up being like actually i want to see porn that i want to watch and actually i'm not okay with how it's been on the internet or everything that you see on Pornhub. i'm not okay with that i want i want something that respects both people and i think the performers are, are embracing that as well i mean i in my clinic i look yeah. after a lot of both male and female performers for their, yeah. their sexual health and because incredibly it's really hard for them to use the nhs because they're yeah. sort of ridiculous isn't it demonized yeah. aren't they totally. it's so, you know, I look after them and actually it's fascinating. I love them. They always tell me the best stories. But, <laughs> you know, they're the female performers that I look after. Um, they're very much in control. I suspect they earn an awful lot yeah. more than the boys um, by they all accounts, you know, and seem very in control and very confident. Mm. Now, that may be a front, but I don't think it is. I mean, I always think it's like any industry, especially when it comes to mental health, because a lot of stereotypes when when we're looking at porn performers is that they have mental health issues or daddy issues we hear all the time. And that's not always true. These... It might be different in the UK and especially in other parts of the world, but most of the women are in control. They get to choose when and when it happens, if it stops, if they don't like it. But we can't speak for every single porn production company that's out there. There will be things that slip past. It's just like if you work in an office, your boss could screw you over and underpay you or make you feel bad. And that still happens Hmm. in the porn industry because most of it's freelance and there still isn't enough help for people who are freelance or self-employed, especially if you're doing something like sex or sex work or working in the porn industry. You're almost not treated like human. Do you feel... Um, safer if you're being directed by a woman or uh, than when you're being directed by a man? Or is yeah. that just a sweeping generalisation? Uh, I, I would say, no, Does generally, yeah. A, a female, you might feel a little bit more like they'll understand, mm. especially because I'm a female. Um, it de- really depends on the porn director. I guess it's just if somebody's there that you can relate to, that can understand if something hurts or if you're in pain or just making it easy and okay to talk about if we always say on our sets you know if at any moment you're not feeling comfortable if you're worried about something like stop us at any time there is no pressure for you to just keep filming and and push through it we want you to have the best experience you can possibly have there's probably something in uh women being a little bit more nurturing on those kind of sets and because it is quite a vulnerable environment you're having sex on camera Mm -hmm. and I think we I think we generally just have an aura of like kind of more calm and understanding on yeah. set. We're, we're not directors, we're your friends and we're all in yeah. this together and we're all equal and we're, we're yeah. just here to all create a well, good, it, lovely film. It was quite interesting because a couple, probably about five years ago, I went on to one of your other sets, um, which was a more kind of like male dominated mm-hmm. set and it was really fun and there was still like a great atmosphere. Everyone was having loads of fun. Um, 
But then like a couple of years later, we went to one of Erica Lust's sets in Barcelona, which had mainly women on the team. And it was the nicest film set. I work, I've been working in the film industry in general. So I've been on other like TV sets, nothing to do with porn. This was the nicest set I have ever been on. There was just such a nice environment. It was a nice atmosphere. It was mm. like a family. It was it was so it was so lovely. And it, it didn't yeah. feel like work. It, there was no pressure involved. Of yeah. course we can't talk for all of the other sets, but mm. it was a real eye opener just having a female led crew there. It did make it more easy to say like oh, I'm you know I'm not feeling well or I'm a bit worried or I'm a bit nervous because that can happen on a porn set. You've got everybody watching yeah. you do doing something that's really sensitive. So, so here's another question because I was going to say vulnerable mm-hmm. I mean does that come into it is there a vulnerability to it because I can yeah I mean definitely there always is it would be the same with if we just have sex in our own bedrooms with our partners sometimes we can have the best time and it's really empowering and other times it can feel a bit weird yeah. and you feel a little bit reclusive and like oh what happened was that did I really Especially enjoy when that your mum keeps walking in. yeah it's just, it's, <laughs> damn it mum yeah. I don't need any tea all right <laughs> But there is another thing, and this again, I keep going back to the issues that I see in clinic, because I think it's really important to keep sort of reminding people that these are not just things that academics write about. I see I see the real things in a clinic. What do we do about the size issue? Are we talking about what, dick size? size matter? All size, yes. <laughs> Are we talking well, about, you know, boob size, lady size? Porn generally. No, I'm talking about genital size genital or boob size. size. Yeah. 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 They do tend to go for the larger willy, don't they? And that willy is not really representative do. of the general population. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that leaves certain... Yeah. particularly young men feeling all guys have this hang up uh, am I big enough they I don't know it, it's, and it's, it's definitely common... it's derived from porn yeah, yeah absolutely I mean you you have to try and think about where it's come from and why do we like seeing the smallest girls get you know well <laughs> rogered yeah rogered by a giant terrifying snake and it's it's everywhere it's like the whole mm. one of the biggest main shots apart from the pop shot is the reveal the dick reveal yeah. and going oh, oh my god it's so big oh. I see that all the time <laughs> and it's absurd because have you had to say that line yeah I've done you that, did that I've so done well that, just then <laughs> done that role where I'm like oh, big wide eyes like oh my goodness how that bit you do do a deep south accent as well. that <laughs> makes it extra sweet well that shows you what kind wholesome. of porn we're wholesome, watching wholesome. you think about the, the orgasm noise that Literally. you'd scream and it would be oh my god which is mostly <laughs> American. American so frustrating I just want to be like oh my goodness oh, yes. oh, oh yeah. gosh, you know what, gosh the, that, was, that was lovely the British cannot do porn sounds I have that is clear isn't you it can't. they just can't anyone for tea <laughs> yes um, but what do we do about that I'm not letting you get off this subject start getting people with average sizes are you going to do that yeah so, yeah, I mean, we we have we, we enjoy that because especially as women, um, yeah. we get brought up thinking, oh my god, we must want a big penis because we've seen it in porn. These women clearly love it, so we must want it. And yeah. and mm. we've all had experiences with large endowed men, and it's not been as pleasurable, and and it's been complicated and difficult, maybe tears, yeah. And, and it, it is, well, it's, it's dissatisfying. You're I guess, just like, oh. I guess the problem is in the porn industry yeah. is that the guys that tend to get into mm. being a porn performer... Game usually, for a <laughs> yeah, they usually do have a bigger penis. So, as a director, it's hard to cast people yeah. that have a smaller size because 
they've not got themselves into porn. Mm. And probably, as you were saying, it's what people kind of want to see. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what are things getting clicked on? Like big monster <laughs> cock. You know, that's that's what people want to see. Generally, I would say generalisation, most men want to see that. And yeah. I don't know whether it goes that's back to... That's because it's normal. But you, when you can though, look right? at yeah. the, the, the statistics, you know, there's all this data from Pornhub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. That is... And I don't, is it back from like, you know, the animalistic tendencies? I think it's of, a power thing. Yeah, power. I think yeah. sex is all about power. Absolutely. And I think it's yeah. a power thing. You know? well, well, hopefully we can change that because there are so many different types of bodies and yeah. and penis sizes and it, it shouldn't be that the yeah. big dicks get all the glory. We need to encourage more people to get into porn that aren't necessarily as well endowed. Yeah, I mean, I've worked with huge guys before that couldn't necessarily perform the way yeah. that they should. And just because they think they've got a big penis doesn't make them a good performer. Yeah. Mm. And then there's also the problem on the other side is that the females are supposed to be super petite. And mm. that's also a stereotype. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, we've got blonde, can, big boobs. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no pubes. Yeah, no, Zero no pubes. Oh, there's no pubes anymore. Uh, yeah. Surgically yeah. enhanced. Not even a shaving rash. How do they do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How what do they do that? that? I've always wondered that. How do they do that? I think they that? probably put makeup Is it a lot there? of makeup? Yeah, they, they actually do. It's, it's yeah. makeup. Spray you cover, cover the spots, the, the shaving rat spray on. Oh, my God. You know you get those every time I shave. Yeah. I think spots. it must be that. But, I mean, so, you know, porn is definitely a problem, and it's great to see... And you won't be the only people doing this, I presume, or are you? But no, there no. are there are loads of people. It's popping up all over the place, which is... It's really nice to see, because it, it just... It needs... It needs changing. It needs like yeah. sorting out. We can't just have this, well, this horrible stereotype of what porn is teaching people that that's what sex should be like. Yeah. So but then we need to now get this. Sorry, Alex. Sorry. It, this is what needs to be being taught mm-hmm. about, isn't it? We well, need no, to get this into schools. Say. I so thought then, it was. Hey. <laughs> God, you're so in sync no, these days. <laughs> um, yeah, so what do we do about it? Because obviously there is this this shameful thing. There's all the things that go with it. There's the problems that you see sometimes in your clinic with kids that have seen really quite hardcore stuff mm. that has maybe skewed all of their things about sex. So then what is the answer? Is it just talking about it to being very open and it just not trying to sweep it under the carpet in a very British way? Is that that what we should be doing? Yeah, I think it is as simple as that. It's simple as having the conversation. And for... I think like a part of our, like the what why we do our YouTube channel is so that young people can reach out and find answers to questions about sex as well and but really they shouldn't need to come to our YouTube channel to find out mm. their queries. So wait a minute so so can you just so the query so you're sort of like you talked about Cunnilingus before so yeah. are you looking at sort of like you breaking it down saying this is the way to make a woman come or whatever. Yeah. Is that is that kind we, of what your how-to videos? Yeah, how-to. Uh, we have a lot of, like, pleasure tips, basically. Yeah. That is videos. never taught. Never taught. No, never taught. Never taught. About. Unless you never. read Cosmopolitan, which I think went out with the <laughs> 1970s. I mean, yeah. like, it just, you just where would you find but that stuff? But there's a lot to be said mm. for that. We all giggled at Cosmo, but I can't remember quite what was in it. But it, yeah. it did talk about stuff. It did. Like, it yeah. really did. Sex in the City. We are getting like other programmes coming up now that are making it more Oh yeah, Sex Education on Netflix. Oh, that's That's brilliant. That's amazing. But I felt a bit pervy watching it because I'm old and I was watching these, uh, you know, know, but but I thought it was just so well done. It was a brilliant series. Kids have sex, get over it. And they do. Well, they do. And they they even were at my age, you know, when (laughs) I was young. They were having sex young. They were. No, you know me. (laughs) 
it's a miracle I have those three children. <laughs> I, I do feel that we need to encourage people to talk about sex more, yeah. you know, not just the teachers, not just the parents, but, you know, have your friends over and talk about sex and just make it an absolutely shameful, free environment to talk about absolutely anything, even if you think it's weird. That's the stuff that you need to be talking about if you think it's weird. I mean, yeah. almost every one of us is a product of a shag, yeah. aren't we? Oh, yep. Yeah. Right? Almost everyone, I <laughs> said, because everyone. there are exceptions, but most of us are products of a shag. Yeah. Now, we may not want to think about our parents doing it, but nevertheless, it is an issue. They yeah. And it's not going to go I love thinking about my parents having sex. It's such a beautiful, intimate thing that they must have done. <laughs> oh, don't one. say that. I was going to say, I thought you were going to get into trouble with your parents, just for like, <gasps> why would you even bring us into this conversation? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. My parents are super They're cool super about cool. sex. I think that's a really good point why? to wrap it up, don't yeah, you, okay at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Once I start thinking about that oh no 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 look right thankfully we've run out of time (laughs) eh? damn it well that thankfully is about it for second opinion just as we were getting on to my parents sex lives phew (laughs) thank you Alex as always for your valuable insightful and rather coy contribution I love watching you blush big orgasmic thank yous to my guests Florence Barkway and Reed Amber for sharing well sharing everything with us quite frankly thank you for having us Um, but talking about really important things really openly because that is what we need to do and if you think your kids aren't watching porn you're wrong they are are. don't forget you can get in touch with us by emailing surgery at thepodcastworks.com or you can message me on twitter at dr christian if you like what you've heard feel free to give us a five star rating and share this podcast with all your mates thank you and we'll see you next time bye bye 